0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So we have our confidence and our concerns for Wake Forest. As always, got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Let's start with the bad. Concerns. Dennis, what are you concerned about for Wake Forest? What are you doing at quarterback?
1: Mm. I mean, Mitch Mine's Griffiths. similar but different. Yeah, but Mitch Griffiths just got benched in the last game. Is he going to start for you coming up? Or are you going back to him? What are you doing at quarterback going forward? It's hard to make – just look at NC State. It's hard to make a transition at quarterback at this time of the season, especially since Mitch Griffiths has been getting all the first-team reps pretty much
0: up until this point as far as we know. So, yeah, my concern is what are you doing at that position? My concern is the quarterback's ability to protect the ball. Fair. Because, you know – It would be Mitch Griffith's ability to protect the ball. It would be Michael Kern's ability to protect the ball, but I don't know which one it is. So I'm just saying the quarterback's ability to protect the ball. I'm going to assume it's Kern, but, uh, you know, Mitch, part of the thing he struggled with all year, uh, turnovers. Um, and that's something that, you know, as somebody, he's been in the program for a while. I know he had a lot of eligibility left, but eligibility is almost a myth right now in uh, the NCAA. No one knows how much you have or how little you should have. Uh, as a veteran he should have been able to protect the ball a little bit better um michael kern comes in loses two fumbles mm-hmm. and, I, and it's uh oh right cuz how do you decide if one's doing it and the other's doing it uh so so i think just the quarterbacks uh meaning both of them their their lack of ability to protect the ball it's going to make it difficult for your offense to have success it's going to put your defense in a hole uh and it's you know dave Clawson and kind of his his consistency is is completely upended by by turnovers so i think it's The quarterback's ability to protect the ball. Uh, I'll jump into my confidence because I just referenced part of it. Uh, Dave Clawson. Yeah. See, here's here's where he's passed up opportunities to probably level up like tax brackets, meaning – moved to other programs that were interested in his services. He's on the short list every time a big job opens up because of what he's able to do as far as squeezing every last bit of success out of a program like Wake Forest and punching above his weight class as a team in in, in many respects and developing quarterbacks. Um, Because of that, right, because he's passed on those opportunities, now it's time to pay that back, right? And when your program is on a downswing – It's really nice to have the job security and the loyalty in both directions to be able to to handle things correctly and fix them from the root of the problem, right? It's You don't feel like you have to go to the get-rich-quick schemes to fix everything. Don't throw Band-Aids on everything. You want to fix it once, right? Find out what the problem's been, fix it once. And even if it takes a little bit of time to take root and take hold, it's it's good to have that security so i like dave clausen i know he cares about that program Uh, i know he wants to get it back to some of the lofty heights he's achieved and i also you know i I believe the school is willing to give him all of the necessary time and and resources to fix it uh so my confidence is dave clausen even though there are you know starting to show cracks in certain foundations around their their roster
1: my confidence is also going to be in in Clauson, and hey, it's the confidence is
0: not just for this season.
1: It's the consistency of which he's had since he's gotten to Wake Forest and has turned things around for several years. That's my confidence. They may not. They might not make a bowl game mm. this season. They may
0: miss out on the postseason. They got a tough road ahead. We're gonna have to have that conversation later this week. Yes. On on bye week bowl eligibility is a good time to kind of look around and and or it's not even a bye week, is it? No, they have they, Pitt. They have Pitt. They're home against <laughs> Pitt. Bye week. Um, should be, but it's probably not, which is part of the that's, issue. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to have some bowl conversations for for a couple teams, but Wake is definitely one of them. So I am
1: confident that he's going to, in the future, in the long term, going to write this ship mm. again. They might be five and seven to end this season. They might only beat Pitt and Syracuse, and they'll lose to Florida State, Duke, Notre Dame, and, and NC State. Like they might finish five and seven.
0: Yep. But I am confident that he's going to write the ship as. The the program continues to move forward. So there's Wake Forest. They were off the podium. Our bronze medalist for this past weekend was NC State, another team we should have bowl eligibility conversations about. Uh, Confidence and concerns. That's what we're playing here. What are you concerned about? What are you confident in in NC State? We'll start with the concern. Dennis, take it away. We talked about it earlier this week on Monday. The offense looked the same with MJ mm-hmm. Morris
1: this week as it did with Brennan Armstrong. After looking different for the Marshall game, it yes. looked the same this past week. Exactly. That's the concerning part. It's like, okay, you had that little spark. You had that little bit of juice at home against Marshall. We made the quarterback change, but you, you're, you didn't really change. Like, I'm sorry, this is just who you are. Mm-hmm. This goes to show you that it wasn't all on Brennan Armstrong. It's just, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's very
0: fair. And, and we knew 100%. that. 100%. We, we knew that, and... In, in the Marshall game, it felt like there was some some more buzz, but uh, again, it was that one-game bump, right? Yeah. It's, it's the new change. It's the quarterback comes in. Everyone rallies around him. And then against Duke, it was like same old, same old. So so your concern is the the offense going back, taking a step back? That's what you're concerned? Yeah, is? my concern is the fact that – Regressing back to, to regressing, where they were. Yeah.
1: I guess the, the concern for me is that – the expectations grew when they made the quarterback change, and I'm like, uh, "No, this is just who you are." If uh, that makes sense. Like, my, my concern is that their offense this season
0: is, is not going to produce
1: is. enough. Yeah, it's not going to produce enough for them to actually get to six.
0: My uh, my concern is a contributor to that. It's more specific. Okay. Uh, the wide receiver's ability to catch. <laughs> yeah. Because because like. I can't emphasize this enough. Whether you have five starts or 10 starts or 30 starts, quarterbacks are a dependent position, right? It doesn't matter how good you are. If your line can't block, you're going to have a hard time being successful. If your your receivers can't catch, it doesn't matter if you're putting it on the money, if it's going through their hands and bouncing off their chest. And and there were, there were too many instances against Duke where it felt like, gosh, they really need a first down. And... Sometimes MJ would put it on the money. Sometimes he would put it catchable. Sometimes it would be like, you need to help out your quarterback and make a tough catch here. But, but whatever the, the breakdown was like whatever the, you know, 70% good throw, 30% easy catch, 30% good throw. Need to be a 70% really good catch. Whatever the, the breakdown is uh, the receivers weren't helping him. And, you need to help your quarterback when he's a 30-game starter, so you darn sure need to help your quarterback when he's a five-game starter in his second start this year. Uh, and and the wide receivers just – and a running back as well. I believe it was Michael Allen on a swing pass dropped on. The the pass catchers, I mean, jugs machine, rice bucket, uh, you know, 1,000 catches before and after practice. Stick them. Like, <laughs> just, just, you know, get the new gloves, I, I, whatever it is. Um, catch the tennis balls. Do all the work you possibly can to, like, go full Terry McLaurin. Have you heard the Terry McLaurin story on Ohio State? No, I have not. I don't think so. Now, it's it kind of glorifies Urban Meyer, which is always, you know, not not super exciting. Which is whatever. But uh, Terry McLaurin apparently went to a camp and okay. and very off the radar of Ohio State. But he was, a you know, a three- or four-star recruit. Like, he wasn't off the radar of recruits. So he got invited, but he'd only talked to, like, you know, his – regional recruiter or whatever it was, and he really wanted to go to Ohio State, goes to a camp, and he runs the fastest 40 of everyone at the camp, one of these little one-day recruiting camps. Mm -hmm. So that's going to draw some attention, right? Of course. So now like Urban and the offensive coordinator, whoever it was, uh, you know, put him through like a workout off to the side, and Urban tells him straight up, like, ah, you know, we're close. I'm not going to offer you uh, because your hands aren't good enough. Physical ability, everything, but your hands aren't good enough. We have another one of these camps I think he said like, you know, two and a half weeks from now. What I want you to do is go home and catch, you know, 200 passes a day. Come back in two and a half weeks, and if, and if I see something different, we'll offer you. And this is Terry McLaurin's dream school. Terry McLaurin, I mean, the way he tells the story is the next two and a half weeks, he basically lived in front of a jugs machine. It was like 200 a day, I'll do 2,000 a day came back, you know, hands had gotten better. Maybe he just had a better day. Maybe the, you know, the coaches were really just testing him, see if he'd come back, who knows. But uh, ended up getting the scholarship, became a great player, you know, second-round pick, and now he's worth $80 million or whatever the contract is. Uh, I want everyone at NC State, every pass catcher at NC State to do the the. – they're on a bye week right now, so they have two weeks to do the Terry McLaurin two-week – uh, it's like six minute abs, two minute hand, or two week okay, hands. Right. You got two weeks. I want 2,000 balls caught a day. Do whatever you have to do because you need to help out your quarterback more than you did. Uh, what are you confident in for the NC State Wolfpack? The bye week. <laughs> what? I mean, that's just. Just that they can't lose or well, that they just they the need it? the fact
1: that they, they just need it. The fact that they can actually just sit there and regroup and maybe just kind of reset mentally because hmm. you, get, you go through, what, six weeks of camp? Or yeah, whatever it is some nowadays. Some, some, five yeah, weeks. I was going to say.
0: Used to be more grueling than it is now, but, but still, it's like, a long camp.
1: You go from that straight into playing seven straight games. I'm sure these guys just, just mentally just need a little bit of a break. And I think that could pay dividends for this stretch run. Look, you have five games left. You obviously want to make a bowl game. Obviously, mm-hmm. your, your goal is to win all of them. But no guarantee you're making a bowl with the schedule that you have going forward. It's a sprint to the end, these final five games.
0: My confidence is the defensive stars. Okay. Peyton Wilson, Davin Van, Robert Kennedy, Shy Battle, they continue to show up, uh, Aiden White at times. Uh, They continue to show up, and they continue to, like, it's easy to get discouraged when your offense is getting bottled up occasionally. It's easy to get discouraged when, you know, you're sitting on the bench and you're watching your offense work, and sometimes it feels like Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. But, But those guys keep turning in unbelievable individual efforts. Right, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy gets his hands on the ball a bunch. Shy Battle has picked off multiple passes. Peyton Wilson is Peyton Wilson. Uh, there, Davin Van continue, like you know, getting his hands in the passing lane. Sacks, forced fumbles. It's it's a credit to what the culture is on that defense that they keep thinking, "Hey, if I just make one more play, hey, if I if I go above and beyond for my teammates, I can change things." And and that can't go anywhere. You talk about it being a. Uh, you know, a new season, well, that part is one of the parts they want to bring with them from the old season. That, that's one they want to keep around.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call click Granger.com, or just stop
0: by Granger for the ones who get it done uh NC State was the bronze medalist Duke was the silver medalist Duke confidence and concerns uh I'll get it started here go for it I'm trying to mix up the order my concern because you always go bad news first confidence and concerns confidence and concerns concern for Duke passing game mm even with Riley Leonard, the passing game has been underwhelming, right? That's not to say it's been bad. It's just I'm not sure if if they face a team that bottles up their run game, particularly the quarterback run when Riley Leonard's in there. If the pass game is ready to go score 28 to win, right? Like if, if the passing game, again, even with Riley Leonard, and again, definitely with Henry Beeland, he completed four passes in the win against NC State, yeah. which – he didn't have to do anymore so they weren't asking him to do anymore but there's there's a definite concern if they get down 14 right and and this has all been kind of glossed over because they're winning and they haven't been down 14 but you know that would you know you look at Think of the biggest criticism of, of a rushing quarterback in the last however many years. Uh, Lamar Jackson's Ravens offense, right? Mm-hmm. They are unbelievable at finishing games when they have a lead. But for years, if they got down 10, if they got down 14, it was like, well, <laughs> game over. <laughs> right? they, they don't have the, the, the firepower to get back in this one because they, they run the ball so much and they control the ball and they shrink the game. If, if Duke, again, they're, I mean, they got a massive game this weekend. If if Keon Coleman goes full Superman on their first two drives and it's 14-0, Duke's passing game is going to have to get them back in. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm concerned about that. Not to say it's not there. It's just we haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even more so with Riley Leonard, if he plays, maybe being a little less mobile with the ankle, going to have to lean on the passing game even more. So I'm just a little concerned about what they have through the air. My concern was Riley Leonard's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Fair. Because...
1: Okay, there's still, we heard from Mike Elko earlier this week. He said still day to day, but the fact that he is practicing, he's out throwing, that's a good sign. I think my gut just tells me that he's going to play this weekend against Florida State. It's going to take a lot for him to not go out there and play. But like you said, the passing game hasn't been strong, but you're taking away probably his biggest asset, which is his ability to run hmm. and to improvise. I mean, Gosh, go back to the game against Clemson, that long touchdown run that he had. Guy was wrapped up in the backfield, but was able to fight through a tackle and just made a play on his own. wasn't a designed run, but that was ended up being the game-changing play. It's his legs. If you take away his biggest asset, it couples with your concern. I don't know if the passing game is going to be up to snuff if Riley
0: Leonard, if his ankle doesn't allow him to be mobile. And the, 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 the way that it's been hidden in part is uh... – their defense is so darn good. Yeah. Right? I say, like, oh, it would be a big problem if they get down 14. So far, the defense has basically said 14. <laughs> 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 we're not going to be down 14. No. We're going to give up three. How are we going to be down four? Or is the offense going to score negative 11? Because we're going to give up three. Uh, so so the defense does allow them to mask some of the concerns we have. Uh, confidence. Mine has to do with the defense. Okay. My confidence is Mike Elko, the defensive game planner. Okay. Because I went back and forth, I was like, I want to, I want to give my confidence to the secondary, and then I'm like, wait a second, against NC State, I really want to give my confidence to the front seven. And then you go back to to these games, and it's like, kind of every game, a different unit seems to be highlighted on the defense, and I think that's just Elko dialing it the heck up, uh, and and different groups get featured based on what the opposing team wants to do, right? If. if if you're dialed up to kind of bottle up everything, then it's like, all right, if the, if the opposing team chooses to pass a bunch, and your secondary is going to look great. If your opposing team chooses to run the ball a bunch, your front seven is going to look great. If you're uh, getting home on pass rush a lot, your edge rushers are going to look great. But it really what it comes down to is there there's really no holes in the boat, right? There's no leaks. The entire defense is just schemed up well. So, uh, so I think Mike Elko... The defensive mind, the guru. We never give guru to defense. We only give guru to offensive minds. I want to give guru defensively to Mike yeah. Elko. So it was a quarterback guru, offensive guru. I want to go defensive guru, Mike Mike Elko. My concern. We're, we're in the. I'm sorry, my confidence. My apologies. My
1: confidence when it comes to Duke, their ability physically to wear teams out. Hmm. This is the one thing that Trenches, I think is both sides. I, this. Yeah, exactly, both sides of the ball. This is I think is something that actually gets understated about Duke. Their physicality, like no one ever thought of Duke football as like a quote unquote blue collar team that's going to beat you up, right? Like no they one's just ever get thought the best of it.
0: raw athletes, right? The biggest, the fastest, the strongest. Yeah, Duke football,
1: exactly. But <laughs> the, the, the thing about this team is like they physically just beat yep. you up. We saw them one a. a, a up close against Notre Dame, up against the the defensive front like guys uh, that Clemson has, mm-hmm. we saw him uh, against NC State. They physically just, especially up front,
0: just they wear you down. Carter McBride on 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 defense. There's uh um like Jacob Monk on all Franklin, not line. McBride. I did it again. Yeah. Uh, Franklin. Uh, there's there's Monk who's. You know, you if you pay attention to any of the social media from Duke, they love posting a, a monk lifting clip of him. like oh, yes. you know, cleaning seven plates or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's they got, they got some some monsters.
1: And it's not just the guys up front too; just the defense as a whole, I think, hmm. as well. But the physicality in which that team plays that that all stems from the head coach of Mike Elko. The physicality of that team really wears teams down. I think they can. Honestly, we saw it against again against Notre Dame. Walk, I was on the field for a chunk of that game. I walked on the field talking to some of the Notre Dame players after the game. They're like, we did not expect to get physically it's not, it's not, not worn your, down your, like
0: that. your father's Duke football team. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing that I'm confident about, that they can wear teams down.
0: Let's get to our final team here in confidence and concerns, the University of North Carolina. Uh, what are you confident in? What are you concerned about with the Tar Heels? Dennis, you can uh, lead off this time. What's your concern? Got enough ball to go around? interesting got enough ball to go around now okay a little jealousy of tez now that he's back
1: well tez comes in but here's the thing there is the injury to to Pesor at wide receiver we don't know how long Pesor is going to be out so basically it's a one for one swap but you have so many talented guys on that team but i also think especially the way we saw them against miami where everyone got to feast
0: Hmm. i think but yeah, it's it's a it's a luxury concern. If you are going to score sense. forty, there is touchdowns for everybody. If you are going to score twenty eight, it's less points, right? Exactly, it's just kind less of touches that, that, for that basic everybody. Thing. So, and it's a it's a luxury concern. Mm-hmm. Very much. But so. That's really much it. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, my concern is overconfidence. Okay. If you look at their schedule, right? They just smacked a top twenty five team in Miami. Now they go UVA, who I think you'll look pretty good against. Georgia Tech, who I think you'll look pretty good against. Yeah. Campbell, who I think you'll look pretty good against. <laughs> you and, should. and and then you hit Duke Clemson. I think it's And then State, yeah. And then state at the end. I, I think it's pretty easy, and it's gonna be a coaching feat, a leadership feat, a mm. veterans feat. Okay. To keep everybody locked in as the world tells you how awesome you are. Because with every win, there's gonna be upsets in other parts of the country. That make you go from tenth to eighth, eighth to seventh, and you're going to keep creeping up. And everyone's going to start talking about how awesome you are, and how oh, with Tez you're this, with Tez you're that. You're a college football playoff, and all you have to do is this. I, I think those three games mixed with what they've already done, their next three games mix, mixed with what they already done, is is like just a neon flashing sign to the coaching staff saying, like insult them as often as possible, right? You need your buddies from high school to call you like ugly. Like you you just need to keep your ego in check, you know okay. what I mean? You need your friends from back home to to make sure you're you're not thinking that your poo doesn't smell. You like Riley Leonard's mom texting him you suck? Yeah, but but even that loses its flavor once you know like why she's doing it, yeah. right? It's it's you need you just need to stay humble, you need to stay grinding, not saying they won't. I'm just saying the situation adds up to to something that could easily lead to some overconfidence. Uh, finally, let's wrap it up with our with our confidence. Uh, <laughs> my concern was overconfidence. Should my confidence be overconcerned? Maybe. We'll stick around to find out. Uh, Dennis, what do you have for your, your confidence?
1: All right. I know I, I've hammered the third downs for North Carolina throughout much of mm-hmm. the confidence. Miami was only 3 of 11 on third down. Teams as a whole, only 34% on third down against U, uh, UNC's defense. As much as we gave UNC's defense flack for last year, you got to give him credit for this year. But here's my confidence for this week. All right. This stems from the Miami game. The fact that Drake May can complete just barely over 50% of his passes and your offense was still able to produce that number of points and that many yards because you have the big chunk plays, this is what Tez Walker adds to that offense. The fact that he can play – average, lack of a better term, in terms of, again, a completion percentage, but the yards per 10th and all that stuff, still as good as any other game that he's had this season. Can't imagine what it's going to be like when he actually is completing 63
0: 64%. Goodness. Or, or 73% like Gosh. he was doing at times earlier this yeah. year. Uh, my Mine is, is the passing game also. Drake may, mm-hmm. and, and he might not be the only first-round pick on the team. Here's Todd McShay, again with Ryan Rosillo, talking about Tez Walker's draft prospect. I think he's going to potentially be a first-round pick. Tez Walker from North Carolina. With his size, his length, 6'3", 6'4", somewhere in that range, around 210, 212 pounds. Six catches in his first game back, didn't even start. This past week, he comes in and he was absolutely dominant. I mean, they they put on a clinic against a a good Miami defense. And and Tez was a huge, what, he had three touchdown catches in that game. He was just dynamic, both after the catch and as a vertical receiver. And then I'll throw this on there you had four games at the beginning of the year where the others were in bigger roles. So they're more equipped, and I know Paysor is out, but maybe not for the season now. They're they're uh, optimistic about his return. But the Nate McCollums, the J.J. Jones, some, some of these, the tight ends, some of these other guys were forced into bigger roles, so now they're more comfortable and better equipped to handle their roles. So I, I just really like the way that passing game, I don't think they like how they got here but now that they're here, it's like, well, maybe it was a a little bit of a blessing in disguise for, for our team, how things broke down. So I'm confident in their passing game. That's confidence and concerns. Again, if you have a confidence or concern for your teams, feel free to send it to me on Twitter at Donnelly sports, D O N N E L L Y S P O R T S. We'll go back and forth on uh, X.com. Not just, I, I, I don't know what to call that thing.